school year has not only just begun, but it feels somehow that half-term is almost upon us already. I've got this horrible feeling that, for those of us with children facing exams in the summer of 2022 at least, this year's gonna fly by. But I am definitely not wishing it away. And there's still plenty that we can do to support our little angels with their studying and revising, whether they think they need our help or not. Hello and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast, and it's great to be back for this third season. In the first season, we chatted to some incredibly interesting experts about a whole range of topics. Really, they focused on how we can support and look after our teens in the run-up to exams. You might remember from that season, we had Dr. Dominique Thompson, who talked about the unexpectedness of, of life and how life is wiggly which actually was quite prophetic because that was immediately before the first lockdown. And we went from there all the way through to talking to Catherine Burblesing about discipline and control. We covered health, we covered nutrition, sleep, coaching, using mobile phones and so much more besides that. It was jam-packed, I think. Then, as we looked at our second season, we focused much more on the kinds of issues that students faced all over the country and we followed six of them and looked at what kinds of problems they had, what kinds of motivational issues, whether it was subjects or general. And not only did we talk about some fairly weighty wide-ranging areas like mental health with Natasha Devon and how we can be kinder to ourselves with Shuru Izadi, but we also covered an awful lot of what I hope you'd agree were practical topics. I mean in effect I think what we started to explore there was actually how our students learn. If you listen to that series, I really hope that, like me, you got a lot out of it. We talked to teaching superstars, including Dylan William, Kate Jones, Patrice Bain, Zoe Enser, Nimish Ladd, I mean, just to name a few. These expert guests covered cognitive science ideas around retrieval practice, generative learning, and so much more which were entirely new concepts to me. I mean, they certainly weren't discussed when I was a student, and as a parent, no teacher has ever taken me aside to, to talk to me about these things. So I really hope that you found those kinds of things useful. And in addition to that, we had some fantastic teachers who came on the show who talk about how best to study some of their specific subjects, like maths and English language. Again, all of these things I think were so useful to a parent who, although engaged with the school, just doesn't really ever get to see behind the curtain to know how to help as best as I can. All in all, if you'll excuse the pun, I thought it was a real education. Well, this season we want to do things a little differently again. This time, I want to focus much more on people's real experiences as we hurtle towards the exams. So we're going to be chatting to parents and students and also teachers about how they're finding things and then also coming away with what lessons we can learn and apply to our own situations. We'll be talking to and about procrastinators, about teens who are overzealous and perhaps a little anxious and every kind of student in between. Importantly, if you'd like to be on the show, do get in touch. We really want to hear from you. You can send us an email, it's probably the easiest, hello at thestudybuddy.com. Importantly though, we don't want any of that false, insta-perfect portrayal of life. I don't know about you, but the last thing I need is to feel inadequate because some seemingly super parent is 
effortlessly juggling a full-time job, a house renovation, an hour of gym, two hours of meditation, and all while motivating two teens to study, complete their Duke of Edinburgh Gold Awards, and all of this from an immaculately whitewashed open-plan kitchen diner. Well, maybe that is just me. But what we do want is we want reality. I want to know the stories that other parents can relate to. We're all in this together, and often, I think, we can be quite hard on ourselves. So, in the spirit of openness and a very unvarnished reality, I'm going to start with me. This year I've got a daughter who's in year 11, and so she'll be taking her GCSEs, nine GCSEs, next summer. So, if that's okay, I think we'll start by me telling you a little bit about Emily. So, Emily is a really conscientious student, actually, quite unlike her brother. For those of you who've listened to any of the previous episodes, you may remember that Jake was actually the muse or the inspiration behind uh, setting up the study buddy. That was a way of helping other students to get the most out of their time in revising. So he was lazy and a bit cocky. Emily, on the other hand, has always had to work that little bit harder for her grades, but actually has really done that. She's never caused any trouble. She's performed exactly as she needs to, always does her homework on time, but I think it's also fair to say has never really wanted to push herself too hard, has never really wanted to attract the attention from teachers or from others, and so quite happily will exist in this middle ground, which is fine for her well-being, I guess, but actually you sort of think as a parent, I can see that you could do so much more if only you could sort of apply yourself a bit more, but without wanting to add on stresses and strains which is obviously what so many of us end up tending to do. But this is Emily's GCSE year, as I've said, and so we want to make sure that actually she does understand the importance of that without wanting to, to make it seem too onerous and, and too big. And so that, I think, leads us to what our biggest challenges are for this year. And I think for Emily, the issues really come down to motivation and drive and how we can get out of bad habits and... Also, it comes down to me as a parent not using, as she calls it, my podcast voice. The motivation and drive issue. As I said before, Em's really pleased just to sort of keep going, to do the work, keep her head down, not be in trouble, but doesn't seem overly troubled about excelling. She's the, the student who is very happy to come home, do homework at some point, and then just sit, play with the cat or with her mobile phone. TikTok and Snapchat and all of these kinds of things are definitely featuring much, much more in her life, as is watching telly. So I think when I look at it, I'm thinking that she knows that she's got exams and she knows that she wants to do well or as well as she can. But there's still this lure, the lure of some easy kind of entertainment, which is, I suppose, it's just there, isn't it? I mean, it's so easy to pick up the phone after school, lay on her bed, sit on the sofa and watch some telly and I think all of this also comes from the fact that exams still seem like they're such a long long way away which is I guess that bad habit thing that Emily like so many students has almost been taught that you revise for the test so if a maths test is coming up she will a couple of days before naturally want to start revising much more about that but what she can't see is that little and often 
which is the kind of message that we heard from Patrice Bain and Kate Jones and all of our other expert teacher guests. Little and often is absolutely the best way forward. It helps strengthen those memory bonds and will help her perform in the test. And when I say test in that sense, I really do mean the sort of the end of year exams, the, the GCSE finals that she's going to have to sit. And half of that's really, really hard, isn't it? Because she's got her downtime after being at school and we don't want to overload her with pressure and, and making her think that there's a lot more work than, than she needs to and so having an impact on the way that she feels about herself. But on the other hand, GCSEs are important and the exams are important and they're really going to set her up for what it is that she wants to do next. So part of the, I suppose, how do we break this? How do we break these habits and, and help her to do better, to do more, without being pressured and stressed and shouty, which is absolutely the lesson I learned when Jake was going through his GCSEs, is to try to have much more open and adult conversations with her about the importance of exams, about the different types of learning approaches that she might take through flashcards and not just highlighting and, and rereading. The difficulty with that is that having had now 60 or so episodes of the podcast talking to these brilliant minds about all of this kind of stuff, apparently I fall into a podcast voice kind of mode and I can see it in her eyes that she's <laughs> just switches off it. Oh, he's at it again. The old man's talking retrieval practice. So trying to find that way in which I can have a chat with her about it without making it seem like it's an exercise or a study. And part of that, I think, is me just being really honest with her about the fact that I know that this is going to sound like it's pre-prepared, but actually I'm genuinely just looking for different ways to help you. I think underneath all of that as well, what we try to get instilled with M is that in the absence of this sort of burning motivation to do really, really well because it seems so nebulous and because it's not as appealing as Chicago Med or whatever US drama she's watching at the moment, is in the absence of that, discipline and routine is the answer. So coming home and getting on with her revision, coming home and planning in some time to do a bit of revision, whether there's a test or not, between the other things that she has to do, which for M also includes some um, violin practice. So it's doing these kinds of things and just making it part of a routine, because the more that we can bake in a routine where it becomes unquestionable, you just know that's what you've got to do, then actually it becomes so much easier. The resistance lowers and you can start to see the benefit of the work that she's putting in not just in a test, but also in the fact that she starts to feel more confident about this. And one of the things that I did actually just at the weekend with Em, as I'm trying to talk to her about flashcards and retrieval practice and the benefit of sort of testing, waiting to that point where you've nearly forgotten and then testing again. So she doesn't really believe me because of course I'm a dad, so what would I know? But I had this sort of experiment with her and she didn't know it was an experiment because otherwise she'd have run for the hills. But she was doing some maths and fortunately enough it was some maths I could help her with. And one of the things in there was about finding a missing angle in a hexagon shape. Now, for some bizarre reason I happen to know that the internal angles in a hexagon add up to 720. And so I made a point of saying to M, how many degrees are there in a, in a hexagon? And she said, I don't know. So found a way of working out how it was so that she could see 
that the number triangles or what have you added up to that and so we just made this statement 720 degrees in a hexagon carried on doing the maths work and then before we'd finished some of the homework that she had to do I just said to her again how many degrees were there in a hexagon and so she had to think about it and she went mm, 720 perfect so that's right and so you'll remember that I'm going to ask you again randomly and sure enough I did I said to her later on that evening how many degrees 720 and then the following day I said to her you know what I'm going to ask you what's the answer she went, dad leave me alone but then after this then she said 720 and so sort of really reinforcing that point that actually if you keep reminding yourself if you do little and often just keep popping it back into your head bringing it forward into your working memory as, as we heard so many of our great guests talking about actually it's really going to stick now unfortunately probably ruined a memory for something else if I can remember the internal angles in a hexagon probably forgotten something really important like child's birthday coming up <laughs> I'm not sure but it really did help to drive home this fact that actually I'm not a lunatic and that there is some sense in this little and often approach and I think finding things like that that are going to work for M are going to be really key and it's also I think finding out where she wants support and where she doesn't want support so sometimes she just likes to be around people and she wants to work in the kitchen while I'm making dinner but other times she just wants to take herself off and catch up on a bit of Seneca or doing these kinds of things and trying to explain that actually there's no one right or wrong way of doing it there might be some ways that are more effective than others but actually it's down to Emily or to your own child to find out what works best for them and they'll only really know that with a bit of trial and error and I think they need to be fairly scientific about it watching YouTube isn't going to be the best one just simply because they feel more relaxed they need to be able to validate to, to know that it worked out well for them the episode that we have with Michael Charles who looked at feedback in this feedback loop so the bit of testing to, to know that it's sinking in is really what you want to know to know you're on the right track the other thing that we're doing with them as I said with this routine and it won't come as a surprise to those of you who've seen the study already is to plan it in and to make it as detailed as we can to get rid of that position where you need to think about what you're going to do next because if you're confronted with a choice what am I going to do this weekend then actually there are going to be any number of things that will appear on your list on Emily's list before she talks about I need to do some biology homework that will always get put off till the last possible moment because of course why wouldn't it be you want that gratification and the fix of, of having something entertaining and enjoyable and typically cell division isn't it <laughs> so with the planning what we look to do is actually factor in some time so she can see this is the study time and this is the free time and that way she doesn't get to a point where either she's sort of front-loaded all of her downtime and sort of enjoyable stuff and then ends the day feeling like oh I can't believe I've now got an hour and a half's worth of revision or homework to do but actually gets spread over the day and by doing that really really deliberately at the beginning of the week or the beginning of the day actually you can see well I've got seven eight nine hours worth of freedom and I've got this much smaller amount of time that needs to be spent working and that's very much the kind of thing that worked with Jake and we've adapted that and making it work for M so we're very very conscious about 
not overloading and definitely definitely keen on balance so we start with the obligations school and violin lessons and those kinds of things and then we factor in the free time the time that she wants to come home from school and have an hour's downtime it's fine do that she wants to have a lie-in on a saturday and a sunday regardless of the fantastic episodes that we've had looking at circadian rhythms with others she wants a lie-in that's fair enough who am i to begrudge her and then once we've done those kinds of things then we pop in the study time and as i say it helps her to keep a sense of balance definitely but also it helps her to realize that it's not all study 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 actually there's an awful lot of time when she has quite rightly got her own things to do where she can chill and relax and watch Grey's Anatomy again if she really wants to and that kind of thing and as a counter to that I've promised to try not to use a podcasting voice I'm not entirely sure that I've got one and if I do I don't know what it sounds like but she's definitely got the freedom and permission to tell me off the moment it sounds like I'm introducing a guest and so that's the kind of stuff that we're doing differently now because we'd seen a lot of this come up as we're going back into school so the summer was spent for enjoying and relaxing she had bits of homework and schoolwork that had been set over the summer but not an awful lot and we're not pushy parents I suspect as any pushy parent would tell you we wanted her to enjoy her, her childhood and her freedoms and all of this kind of stuff. And they'd obviously had a hard enough year last year with, with COVID and, and not seeing friends. And so it was important, I think, that she did that. Having said that, we also do need to be aware that there is catching up to do. We don't yet know what the exams are going to look like. And so it is important that she's methodical and approaches it in a really grown up way, I think. And so then... So finally thinking about the big concerns for the next year and it's not actually just a concern for M it's a concern that I've got for for all students and that's sort of not knowing isn't it I mean we were in this position last year where children were back at school the government were very clear exams are going to go ahead and so everyone was working towards that basis we didn't yet know what accommodations would be made by the exam boards and students teachers all just had to plow ahead as if as if nothing was happening last year i realized of course that the numbers were higher that lockdowns were happening and touch wood we won't be in a position where we're in any more lockdowns again but we're only two weeks into school and already emily's school have had to reintroduce a lot of measures they're back in bubbles whereas before they were mixing freely face masks are on and you can't help but get this little sense of foreboding, can you, that, hang on a minute, haven't we been here before? And if we have been here before, and if the unthinkable happens and they end up getting more disruptions again this year, could they cancel exams? And while no one wants to, obviously, actually I don't think you can dismiss out of hand that it is a possibility. If it is a possibility, then... All of a sudden, I think the way that students approach this year needs to fundamentally change. That the whole approach of schooling to be towards the exams and the exams being everything, I don't think is ever really the right approach, but actually it's definitely not going to apply when you take that last bit away, is it? And so all students, I think, should 
really be encouraged to give everything their all because if we have teacher assessed grades and these are big ifs i do appreciate that then it could be that the test that they're taking next tuesday is the one that could be used as evidence in support of the grades and that's an awful lot of pressure i think to put on the children after the fact it's also a lot of pressure to put on them beforehand i do appreciate that but knowing i think that actually this is the rhythm that we're going to have to get into. We're going to have to take things as if they're potential evidence. I think will really help to cement in the students' minds that actually this year is a bit different. This year I need to work from now. And to be honest, isn't that really what they should be doing in any case? And also, if they do have exams, as we've said through retrieval practice, actually so much of this is going to be embedded in that they could really have a good series this year as they come to the exams. And I think they deserve that. And they deserve that not least of all because if the exams go ahead this year, this year's cohort will be, I suppose, in the shadow of two years worth of centre assessed grades and teacher assessed grades. I'm not going to use the word inflated, but there were significantly more people attaining higher grades than there were under exam years. We obviously hope that Ofqual and the government and all of the other powers that be will look at that and make a decision to do something sensible about those um, disparities in grading levels. But nevertheless, this year I think is going to be a bit tougher for them when they look back and compare themselves to previous students. That works both ways. Obviously, I think it's been very difficult for the students that have had their grades in. 2020 and 2021 for this sort of lingering fear that they'll be the COVID generation and that they had it easy by way of CV and I genuinely don't think that's the case at all and not for a second but we need to look at this in the round and think about actually how our students approach it and also what it means for them. So I think that's looking at how Emily can work. She does well, she tries hard, I don't want to push her too much more but I'm also conscious that actually with just a little bit of rocket fuel, she would be able to fly and do really, really well and come up with a set of results that would be fantastic for her. So that's me, and that's Emily. And I can be brutally honest, because actually I'm fairly sure she won't be listening to this podcast. She doesn't listen to me when I talk for the rest of the time, so I'd be really surprised. Now, does this sound strangely familiar? Perhaps your challenges come in a different form. Either way, please do get in touch, especially if you'd like to be on a future episodes. I, for one, would really love to hear from you. Now, you can get in touch via our website, thestudybuddy.com, or email me directly, hello at thestudybuddy.com. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. They're not all monologues from me, I absolutely promise. But if you found yourself nodding along, please do take a moment to leave a review and, if it's not too cheeky, perhaps a five-star rating. And of course, don't be shy about sharing the link to this episode on your social media weapon of choice. It's greatly appreciated because it really does help us reach other parents who might be looking for new ways to support their teens or some reassurance that they're not in this alone. There'll be another episode next week, so please don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to the Study Sessions podcast.